Known family, we are here for another episode with your favorite friendly neighborhood Casa Negroes. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And this is the Jigsaw Podcast where we talk about how we navigate the craziest puzzle piece ever created, and that is the Jigsaw of life. But in particular, we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pompous circumstance of being black millennials trying to figure this thing out. Brian Hare. Yes. How you doing, brother? Hey man, it's all it's always a great day to be black, brother. Oh my god. In the land of the living. Yeah. You want to know something that probably is going to bless you real good? Okay. One of your favorite artists of all time okay. has had a chokehold on me. Who? I want you to guess. I'm going to give you like two. Because I know so your music will get stuck here. No, not music. So Erica nope. Badu. John Peaky. <laughs> I, oh, okay. That was number three. That's I have three. been going down a rabbit hole of that man's <laughs> disguise. And I, and I always throw him in like the lineup of listening all the time mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. But recently... Every album, and not mm. no greatest hits, because I'm a Jumpy Key fan too. I've just been going album. After last week when you told me you didn't know that one song, <laughs> I went back and I just kept listening and listening and listening and listening. Mm-hmm. And brother, Jumpy Key got it. He's he's the guy. He's, he got he's it. Now he he sings from a charity these days. He does, but he's he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's still got it. He old and heavy these days, but he's Listen. still. Got it. What is your favorite John P. Key song? I'm going uh, to ask, ask to you like this, like we ask guests. If you had to pick one John P. Key song to listen to for the rest of your life, it's the only song from his discography that you can ever listen to. What is that song? Uh, oh, it might be right here. But I'm Right here. I'll be waiting. It's It just goes. You know what's so amazing is that the song you didn't know is on that album. <laughs> It's on, it's on not guilty. Yes, <laughs> I probably know it. I just you know you know I don't know lyrics. Heads up, it's the song of the week anyway because I want to expose you and the world okay. to it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, it's gonna get played. <laughs> you know this this is all working together. But no, mm. that's such a good song. It's so good. It goes. Are the blessing you promised me? Yeah. Did oh, I, in I, my way, to, I'm a judge. Mm-hmm. Expecting blessings and all of my needs. So I'm going to wait right here. Okay. That's it. Here it comes. You're not a man. No, you should lie. You're gonna it's, do everything you're gonna do. Oh, I'm holding on. Uh, uh, I've been set free. Bum, you have to something, something here for me. Yeah, so good. It's, I'm it's really good. I'm patiently for a better You promise, like it, it goes, man. Nobody can shake me. But I think that it's so good. Oh, this is my favorite line, and it's such a word. The highest order of discipline (laughs) comes when you learn to wait. That is a that is a lyric. That is (laughs) that is a lyric. The highest order. Woo! Of discipline. Since Mm. we're here, (laughs) I just can't. 
I don't know. I miss. We mess up every day on week. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like that right here. Um, that's one. There it goes. So groovy. It's so groovy. That bass, that thing is talking. It's so good. Yeah, um, bucket list life goals is John Piquet call me out on an album. I see you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's life goals. Like. Oh. Call me out on album, John. P. Yes, I mean even though he called out the the way he calls out cities, like in on strength. Atlanta, it's just so good. <laughs> I love it. Just so uh, good. that's a, we could add it to the culture code if, and see if we can judge people. Where is John P. Key from? <laughs> Ooh, where is because he, he says it and clap your hands. He says it on everything. <laughs> he says, but in, but on clap your hands, he gives you a very detailed oh, right oh, outside yeah. the county line. He gives you very detailed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dorman, Carolina, outside the county line. If you don't know, if you don't know that, we can't be. You friends. don't know that we can't be friends. My God, oh, I'm gonna start texting people that. Do you know where John Key is from? <laughs> you know where John Key is from. <laughs> oh. What artist was featured on Strength but did make the album? Ooh, featured on Strength that didn't make the album. Dorinda Grace Clark. Dorinda Clark. Clark. Yeah, the live, the live version. <laughs> at, um, uh-huh. It was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it was at... Um, and, uh, Greater Shabbos Rest. Something. Whole Spirit. It's Greater Shabbos Rest now. <laughs> now it's Greater Shabbos Rest, or mm-hmm. was Greater Shabbos Rest. Now it's House of Hope. House of Hope. Yeah, they recorded it there. Yep, and she was, she was skipping all across that stage, gave us some she good ending, and, <laughs> and it was not on that album. She did not come through. I don't, and she was in pretty good voice, too, so I don't know what yeah. that was about. Maybe it was a, a um, label kind of a label thing. Maybe, maybe. So what is your favorite John Piki album? John Ooh, song. My favorite John Piki song. You listen to one John Piki song for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, the rest. It had probably be Strength. I'm going with self-titled. Song okay. from self title, okay. uh, well, not self title song, but title track off title off that album. It's mm-hmm. such a good song. It's so good, it's so good. <laughs> There's so many nope. elements to it, dude. Um, nobody's music, nobody's music is touching John P. Bro, that band is dumb, man. That oh. band is dumb. Like, Ooh. show up is so is, good. Show up is Charlotte too. Oh, do up. you know? Since we're here, since we're giving Jabiki his flowers, okay. This this wedding song on this album is also I really like. You know, this okay. was a two disc album. I remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna play a little snippet for y'all. <laughs> John John Bicky Appreciation Day. <laughs> yeah, John Bicky Appreciation. Day. Just the same 
See, I'm just going to leave y'all with that right there, but man. Oh, and this album also has this, Brian. Oh, ran on us. God of mercy. Then he gives us the outstanding sample in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then it, then he takes us to the country. Yep. It's so many. It's it's, it's is, is Lily in the Valley on there too? Oh, Lily in the Valley ain't on that guilty. Ain't on that Can I just give the song of the week and then we'll backtrack to other stuff? So we're just we're just here. So the song of the week this week is going to be. I'm gonna tell you what it is. It's gonna be "Grateful" by Jumpy by Jumpy Key. Um, Brian didn't know it, and that's okay. Do you remember this now that you listen to it? Oh my God, Brian. I've heard this before. I don't know. I won't say I can't say I know it though. We be singing it at Rock of Ages. That's how I know it for real. It's just lyrics, man. It's it's so like, good. They're singing to they're singing to God in such a way. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so that's the song of the week. <laughs> Grateful by Jumpy Jumpy Key's discography. It's the song of the week. Um, particularly from the Not Guilty album <laughs> album mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's where all those songs came from. Um, except good, good mentioning stuff. strength. Um, before we move into the Blessed Report and the rest of the show, your Black Ask moment got a lot mm-hmm. of traction. It did. People, you got the people going last week. Listen, provocative. It was provocative. <laughs> Get the people going. Yeah, yeah. It's um, we uh, yeah. So for those that didn't listen to last week's episode, go back and listen mm-hmm. to it. Um, but the question really was surrounding um black male affection and yeah. uh why it you know troubles the world, right? Oh my God. Um, so I got crazy response personally. I'm sure you got some responses within that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it's at some point it's gonna be a bigger, great, not a greater conversation, but it's gonna be a <laughs> Maybe an episode because that's something I feel like I got an enormous response. Yeah, um, got, from all kind of folks just talking about that. You know, dealing with different contexts, different backgrounds. Some people talking about why you know male affection and affirmation is needed today, and yeah. they're grown, grown men. You know, what I'm saying affirmation and affection being a thing that people need. Um, even affirmation and affection for folks who um, grew up with their father. You know, they're in ministry now and they still seek affirmation and even some type of level of affection from their pastor right you know what i'm saying stuff like that that's a, so it's a it's a it's a big it's a it's a topic i didn't know it was gonna hit like that but uh i guess what we're doing listen when god uses you listen shout out milton bronson you were available listen i i, I listened to milton bronson last week yeah because you texted me about uh what was it um, um safe in his arms safe in his arms yeah Whew. 
Uh, is second chance is too? No, second chance. No, no second chance is is things about crackheads with his economy. That's has got Walker. What's the other Milton Brunson song that had me had me going last week? Um, was it um Thank You? Was it Holy Ghost? Was it Jesus is a Rock? Um, was it nah, Get it You was, Wondering? Was it um What was it from Living Single? Um, God will never yeah. fail. Um, there is no failure, rather. You know, there is no failure. I listened to that yeah. last week. Um, I love for, not so for the good of them. Ooh, for ooh, that's such a good one. It's a good one. Ooh, um, that's such a good one, Brian. Milton Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but I, it was might have been for the good of them. But whatever it is, Milton Bronson goes. He got a catalog too. That thank you. I have a friend who go with me till the end. Yeah, yeah. he'll stick right by your side through the storms of life, right? Mm-hmm. Bring, bring <laughs> back the choir. He will never let you down. <laughs> oh, let me go. <laughs> let me stop because we start this episode off sanctified anyway. We can get out of this and we've been smart in school. We got mm-hmm. away from the drugs. We got <laughs> away from the crowd. <laughs> we got close to God. All right. With that being said, let's do it. Accept it. They said, I don't know what's about some black excellence in the bliss. Let's, let's go. All right, we're here at the Blessed Report where we shout out black folks doing great black things. We do believe in supporting black people all year long. We don't just do it during Black History Month. We do it all year long. We make history every single day. We wake up in just excellence. Uh, What would you do, Josh, if you didn't wake up black? I would cry. If I was Mm -hmm. a white man and my (laughs) penis was full pink, I would cry. <laughs> Help us, Holy Ghost. Uh, so, all right. So, within that being said, um, the blessed report goes to Big Mouth Toothbrush. <laughs> and what a segue! What a segue! Um, Big Mouth Toothbrush, Doctor Bobby Peterson, the daughter of a nurse and edu- the daughter of a nurse, educator, and dentist. Health was always important in important part of conversation, specifically when it came to oral care. What a segue. Um, now the owner of ACES Braces, a dental practice in Brooklyn, Peterson works overtime to emphasize oral health care for her own patients. The name Big Mouth came up because it was honored um, a family tradition. It honored a family tradition. They talk about, you know, how they're allowed when they talk about dental care and things of that nature and and they understand the Big Mouth brand. They want to be bigger and better than anything else when it came to toothbrushes. So the Big Mouth brand toothbrush, right? It features an extra large head. Wow, this sounds a little freaky. Extra large head uh, and bristles that are three times the size of those on a regular toothbrush. See, this gives just like black peen versus other peens, right? It's just bigger than mm-hmm. three times the size and extra big head. It's just a little freaky. Um and it's used to take care of people, take care of the teeth, uh, make sure it's efficient. Um, it was actually, this brand was actually on Shark Tank. And Dr. Bobby was looking for $150,000 for 10% of her company. Ended up walking away with a deal from investor Barbara Corkin for one mm-hmm. fifty and for 20% of her company. So, you know, $2 for every unit that she sells is fine, you know. Um, Big Mouth Toothbrush was sold out in 24 hours after it aired on the show. So if it was sold out from all people all across the country, we should sell it out here on the Jigsaw Podcast, mm-hmm. right? So how can mm-hmm. you find out about Big Mouth Toothbrush? Simple. Website, BigMouthToothbrush.com. Just that simple. BigMouthToothbrush.com. Follow them on IG at Big Mouth Toothbrush on IG as well. 
and bless up to Bobby Peterson and Big Mouth Toothbrush. And I need to go and pick me one of those up. Okay, so I know. You're listening. And, but they all sold out. So yeah. gonna have to, I guess we're going to have to pause for the calls. Well, shout out to Bobby and shout to Big to Mouth Toothbrushes. Shout out to my nigga Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big Mouth Brushes. And the Big Mouth Toothbrushes. And Big what Mouth. Toothbrush name. Brian, is anybody, anybody dead? I'm sure somebody died. Um, but I don't see anything um, on the rest up report this week. All right. Well, we thank God for staying the hand of death once again. And since he did that, we're going to use our alive feet and bunny hop right on over to the billboard. Um, Medea might be taking mm. her big foot over to BET as Tyler Perry. Mm. Well, she already there, but Tyler Perry is in talks mm. of buying Paramount's majority stake in BET, making him the majority owner. If he does this, he will now own the company um, that already shows and broadcasts a lot of his shows like um, yep. The Oval and Sisters and everything he has on BET+. Plus. Um, yep. You know, it'll be black ownership again, for real, for real. Yeah. How do you feel about Tyler the Perry owning BET, Brian? Uh, I think this is amazing. I think this is great. Mm. Um, we said it last week. We gave Tyler Perry's flowers. We said that. We did. We we as a culture, we talk trash about Medea, but Medea is a staple in the community. Medea has yes. done some great things. Medea yes. is what made him a billionaire. Like, so mm-hmm. let's not yeah. let's not act like it didn't. You know, let's not act like he. You know, art does he have terrible hair and makeup at times? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is continuity the worst? Yes. But is he a great businessman? Is he doing great things for black folks and black communities? The man bought. Many acres in Atlanta. He bought, mm-hmm. he outbid the city for <laughs> a military base. You know, and, like, just, and just bought some more to provide studio housing for his actors and set and crew and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like the, the man, he Marvel films are are shot at his studio. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes, it, I think it only makes sense for Tyler Perry to have BET. He's already has owns BET. Well, figuratively owns BET plus. And I think him being on BET, I really feel like BET um, can use a makeover, make it black, bring back music videos. Saturdays should be football. HBCU football should be on Saturdays. Um, Apollo should be on BET. Like, make BET hella black um, for us, by us. And I, I would watch BET if it like had some more like dope, nostalgic black stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Show a retro video, music videos. I watch that. You know what I'm saying, bro. And then just really make it black entertainment television. Get some, yeah. Um, some H, some black HT like home and home kind of stars. Yeah. Stuff. Um, like tap should black, be on BET. Black chefs. Um, like you know what I'm saying. Tap into what the Food Network trying to do. Like all children broadcast on Saturdays. Children, yeah, absolutely, bro. Yeah. Uh, on top of the nostalgic. Black sitcoms that they already do with the Living Singles, Martins, Fresh yep. Prince, and all that different kind of stuff. So give us the um, news, everything. Yeah, give us go back to like what was the news with Joanne Reed and all them people mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, Monique Bring Hatter, back Teen Summit, my show, all that stuff. Um, all that. Yeah, a black late night show with like yeah, all that, all that, all that, all that. So shout out to Tyler Perry. Oh, and I also heard that Byron Allen is also considering mm. buying it as mm. well. So. Mm. I'm just saying, he put it. He just you know, be, be buying stuff for his. He got coin, so he he doing it too. Mm-hmm. Well, he's talking about it too, but you know, yeah. To be honest, I hope it goes to TP. I because um, I, I, I really feel like TP would do something a little bit more innovative than Allen mm-hmm. um, with BET and kind of shift what like, I think it'll go into a direction where it really is black entertainment. Yes, and it, I, elegance. I think I think as much as we talk trash about Tyler Perry, I think he's an elegant man. Like. Mm-hmm. 
he will. And I, I believe he loves black people and black culture. Oh, I believe so. He, I mean, do you see the films he makes? <laughs> I, I, it's, he, it's made for us. It's, it's made to, for us. You know, <laughs> you know, he has to love black people and black culture. My God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, next on the billboard is that time in, for 2023 announced that women of the year this year, they selected 12 women. And of that, there were a couple of women of color, but two particularly stood out for us, two women that we consistently celebrate here on the show. Angela Bassett did the thing. She was on there. And then um, our little short homie, Quinta Brunson, was also mm-hmm. on the list as well. Two women who yep. are absolutely killing the game in the yep. world of acting and arts and things like that. And uh, I think it's well deserved. I think oh, it's far well deserved. I think there could have been far more black women on mm-hmm. the list, but I understand, you know, what they have to do. Um, but mm-hmm. th- this this is what's ironic is though that for both of them, this is their feel I feel like they're living in their time and their space. Like yeah. Quinta's winning everything and glowing. And Angela has been in the game for years, but it's something about this year, this last season in particular, um, that she's just really just out there getting all it's kind of like the same thing we've been seeing with Shirley Ralph. Mm-hmm. Angela, with this last portrayal in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, has really been getting her flowers um, in such a way that we haven't seen. I ain't gonna say we haven't seen before, but we haven't seen from her in a long time. So, right. um, super excited about them making this. Li- I don't know what this list really means, but <laughs> I'm just happy that they own it. <laughs> Me too. Uh, and going piggybacking on that, I've, Angela Bassett has been ours for years. Like mm-hmm. we've celebrated Angela Bassett. But now I feel like the world is finally starting to celebrate Angela. Celebrating Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, shout out and to. And she's so beautiful. That woman is oh. mid 60s. And <laughs> just, I mean, I mean, just unbelievably beautiful. My God, Angela Bassett. <sighs> Courtney B. Vance, the way you looked up, my friend. Shout out to the nigga Courtney. Shout out to my nigga Courtney. Courtney. You see, see Courtney, he ain't done nothing to mess that up. You understand me? (laughs) He do his little acting gigs and he go back home. He's like, I'm not. You see who I'm married to? Right. And the thing is, Courtney begin work. He gets gets work. work. He is is a great actor in his own right. And a relevant one at that. Yeah. And and I love to see him on the red carpet. She's on the red carpet. He's taking pictures with his phone. Like He he Mm -hmm. celebrates. His wife, yep. like, and and he's not in her shadow, but he like celebrates, yeah, her for who she is. He has a kid's career. He knows, yeah. she's the great Angela Bassett, and he mm-hmm. celebrates that. He loves her. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to yeah, them. Black. I love that too because he like like you said he has everything going for himself. He also understands she's just a bigger star, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't take away from everything he's done. And he could play Aretha Franklin's daddy. Um. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's been, and that was a he's major feature for him. And he's been in some other like really great pieces. And it was of Johnny film. Cochran. He was, he was, he was in our Black Christmas classic. He was the preacher he and the preacher's it. wife. Right. Didn't they almost thought Didn't they almost stole his wife? No, but this almost thought his wife. You know what I'm saying? But he's been in so many things. Um, and yeah, so shout out to Courtney B. Vans. But also, sure. this yeah. is about Angela and Quinta. So yeah. shout out to them. Um, lastly in the billboard, and this is perfect. Well, it's not perfect because of the situation, but it's perfect because it tees us up for our conversation. No, uh, tees us up. No daddy issues. John Morant, um, <laughs> John Morant, Memphis Grizzlies star point guard, electrifying player, um, was in Denver, Colorado after playing the mm-hmm. Nuggets and, um, you know, went to the, the IG lives shirtless 
and decide to flash a gun with two white women twerking on each other in the background. Now, that's just a lot of context that you probably didn't need and ain't necessarily relevant to the story. But what mm-hmm. makes it relevant in my eyes is that it was a lot going on in the video. And we can sit here and debate and talk through the ways in which um, John Morant was wrong and all these other different kind of things and how um, certain people of, of certain types of influence can show guns and, you know, parade around with guns and things like that. And then if Ja does it, now it's a problem and how we kind of hold certain people in celebrity influential spots to different yep. standards. And we understand, mm-hmm. especially coming from the church, we get yep. it, right? Yep. Pastors and preachers and leaders may be human, but, you know, in, in the eyes of the people, you are more than human, right? And I think right. we look at athletes in a particular way like that as well, mainly because I think because of the type of influence they have on families and children. But mm-hmm. that's another conversation for another day. But Ja got the guns, and now what went what was supposed to be a two-game suspension has now become an indefinite mm-hmm. uh, suspension, which basically means it's not forever. There's just no particular cap on how long he's going to be out. Um, Colorado police are now investigating like where the gun was and how did it get to Colorado because allegedly it is a crime to travel on NBA chartered planes and stuff with a firearm or just planes in general. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying, trying, trying to figure out why they focus so much on the NBA like flights like it ain't against the law to have a gun on a plane anywhere. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Ja is going through it and you know no excuses for job but josh 23 um john made a mistake Josh i heard had done some has been doing some dumb stuff but i also Mm -hmm. feel like um we all have done dumb stuff when we were young and that age and we grow and most of us grew from them we learned we got better we matured Mm -hmm. and i'm hoping and praying that that's the same thing for john um and not only because he's a memphis grizzly but because i just i just would hate for something like this to be the start of the end of his career um, where he has so much potential and such a promising future. So, Shout out to Manga Ja. Anything um, you want to add about Ja? Yeah. I know we're probably going to talk about it a little maybe later in, probably in greater detail and probably in the, in the billboard. Sure. But um, yeah, I feel like we all can sit in the space of like, this nigga's stupid. You oh, yeah. know what I'm saying? And it was stupid. It, it was, was stupid. It was, it was a dumb, it was a stupid thing. Yeah, It was dumb, it was immature. And how old is he again? I think he's 23. Oh, he's twenty. Your, your brain is not fully it's not fully developed until twenty five, and you have two hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. and you're single, mm-hmm. and you're from South Carolina, like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And you live in and you live in Memphis. Like it's like let's let's put all that into context. You know what I'm saying? Like you know you're a kid. You know what I mean? Like granted, most of us I think both of us got married like mid twenties, young. Mm-hmm. Had families and stuff like that. Well, got married, had housing, all that kind of stuff. He's still a, he's a young kid with a lot of money, a lot of time on his hands. Like, I don't care if we two parent household. I don't care what none of that stuff is. Like, we just do we do we just do stuff. You don't we don't think about it. We just do it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. leave y'all alone. I, I I am grateful for the NBA players like Paul Pierce and Agent Zero who are. You know, or in Stephen, um, what's the man's name from all Up the Smoke podcasts? My God, Stephen Jackson, excuse me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matt Barnes, all the people who have gotten in trouble in Indiana Jalen Rose, Jalen Rose, niggas mm-hmm. who are from from where we're from, and be like, bro, like terrible decision. We stand by you. Just do better. That's it. Yep. Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. So uh, I want to I want to stop you right there because this does, like I said, tee up our conversation. Um, mm-hmm. So with that being said, let's do the next chapter, Brian, um, and everybody. Y'all grab your snacks, grab your drinks, yep. grab your pen and pad because we're gonna have a real conversation yep. um, about some of the differences between responses and reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, um, and kind of using this as a backdrop to support that conversation. Um, yep. So let's go into the living room and have that conversation. All right, good people. We are here in the living room and we are ready to talk about the things. We don't need to give a big intro because we just did all of that right there in the billboard. Yep. Um, so y'all know what's been happening. And and outside of the John Morant, I think what sparked me, Brian, to want to have this conversation was, of course, how people have been responding and reacting to um, ja and, you know, the trouble that he's in. And then also kind of piggybacking off of the the um all of the commentary around yep. Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan, right? Yep. And so while they are two totally different situations, I mean totally mm-hmm. different, um, the common denominator is people always got something to say. Yeah. And it's how they say it, it's how they respond, it's how they react. Um, so just real quick from your personal um bucket of wisdom, what mm-hmm. would you describe as the differences between um responding to something and reacting to something? Oh, uh, uh, that's a lot. Um, first shout out to our episode we had a while back about um just shutting up because that was a great mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Um was it Nick but, shut, uh, resp- shut the F up? I think we'll shut the F up. STFU or something like that. Yeah, y'all go find it and listen to it. Yeah. Um, but okay, so reacting is to me is what everybody does. Right. You see mm-hmm. a story, you you react to it like, oh, snap. Like, so my initial reaction to, to Jaw with guns was like, oh, okay, this you know, I was dumb. Whatever. Um mm-hmm. and then as the, the story continues to unfold, I'm like, reaction is like, oh. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like now I'm thinking like he may be, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about a young black man who may have, been, may have potentially done something. In my, in my opinion, even though it may be illegal or whatever, it wasn't one, it wasn't immoral, right? It may have been just mm-hmm. immature, mm-hmm. if anything. Um, but the, the immoral, it, was, it wasn't immoral. It may have been immature, but that immaturity may jeopardize a, a future. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking black man, he had kids, he had family. You know what I'm saying? Like that is... It's just a tough situation. I don't. I don't like that. Uh, so my reaction is like, dang, that's like a terrible situation for a young black man. I don't want to see it. Um, the response is like, well, what do you do after the situation, right? Yeah. Um, and I feel like the response, to in my opinion, is based off of a few factors, right? One is, is there a relationship there? Right. Do I have a relationship mm-hmm. with Rob Moran? Mm-hmm. No. Um, if I don't have a relationship, do I have a responsibility to John Morant? No. Do I have a responsibility to other people, you know, as a fellow black man, right? To be like, hey, let's support this black man, right? Um yeah. Yeah. So I think there's layers to what, what it is. A reaction is gonna happen. Uh, I think response uh, your response to it, do you have responsibility? Do you have a relationship? To the individual, mm-hmm. um, do you have a, do you have a responsibility to if I you know say so you have two boys, I have a mm-hmm. nephew, whatever, just be like hey, this is what John Morant did, you yeah. know, it was just immature. When you get older, make sure you make the, the best decisions. Are you gonna make mistakes? Of course. 
Yeah, I'm your sure. dad. I'm your uncle. I'm going to support you. I'm going to stand by you. However, you mm-hmm. know, as a man, you got to make better, make great choices, great decisions, because unfortunately we don't have the opportunities and the leverage to be able to make what we consider sometimes minuscule mistakes because the yeah. now is going to be overblown. And now the state of Colorado was trying to indict him and all this kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, you know, it's, it's all kind of stuff. Um, no, I, I feel you. No, 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 you did. And I, I just, just for a context, um, I'm going to give my personal definition, which aligns a lot with what you just said, but mm. um, Marion Webster, as in, you know, Malcolm X movie says, the white man's dictionary <laughs> says, they react, <laughs> react is to exert a reciprocal or counteracting force or influence, right? And mm-hmm. then response, by definition, is um, an activity or inhibition of previous activity of an organism or of any. Okay, that's that is that is quite intense. Um, <laughs> or, you know, or any of part resulting from simulation. <laughs> oh, yeah, aardvark. Uh, but then <laughs> there's another one that says a burst phrase or word, song or said by people. Um, is as as a reaction using that word to a particular incident. Um, but I agree with what you're saying. A reaction, I think, is your kind of is kind of like I think I think the word is there. Action, like how you yeah. how you actually you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. act. You know, as a result of what happened. So that may mean mm-hmm. in this council in this cancel culture type of world that we live in, canceling somebody, deciding to no longer to support them, deciding to um hold them accountable and whatever. It's like whatever that action is, I think is rooted yep. right there in the word. That's what a reaction is for me. And then my response is just literally kind of just um it's a little bit of the opposite. It all it also is an action as well, but for me, it is more like commentary around it. Um, so if it happened, this is my immediate kind of kind of knee jerk reaction in mm-hmm. a sense, kind of use a reaction to define responses. Um, and I yep. think that is the response to me because my response could be like, Brian, if you walked up to me and pushed me, my initial response is going to be to push you back. But how mm-hmm. I react to the situation as a whole could be like, I'll mess with Brian no more because he put his hands on me. Right. And for mm. me, that's the difference. Like for me, right. responses are my immediate what I'm doing in the immediate versus my reaction is how I look at it holistically. And I Got think it. what and that's just me. That's just me. I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. But what mm-hmm. I think what's happening in the world is that because we live in this Internet age, we are yeah. so many people have so much access, fast access to yeah. people and to information that we just get to run in our mouths. And mm-hmm. our immediate responses are be like, oh, he was dumb. Like you said, we can easily say he was dumb, he was stupid. Or we look at Jonathan Majors and and, and Michael B. Jordan, like, oh, they're gay, they're this, they're that. And that's and none of that is the case. One, um, I think context is a big thing. And oftentimes, yep. and the reason why I say context is a big thing, because I feel like when we have context, we can better explain certain things. But in some cases, like for Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan, we don't even need context. The niggas are yeah. the, the brothers, their friends, they decide to hood, they decide to pose in a certain way, that's their yeah. business. You know, shout out to Tapper DeBrian. The same thing with um, the same thing with John Morant. Like I gave you all that context in the billboard, but regardless of that context, the fact of the matter is he showed a gun and he probably yeah. shouldn't have on IG Live. Yeah. Plain and simple. Because here's the here's the real gag of it all. Yes, him having the gun is the issue, but if it was never on IG Live, we would never be here. Nope. If it was on that plane and he had it in the club with him, we would not be here. Right. Yep. So so how many times have any of us and, and I don't want to make this focused around John the incident. I really want to kind of navigate this conversation. I got a question after I make this point. But how many times have we been so young or as we said last time by happy hour, so happy that we've done stuff <laughs> that ain't necessarily out of character, but we likely would not have done if we weren't so happy. You know what I'm right. saying? And yep. who's to say that Ja would have been on IG Live with a gun 
if he wanted, because I saw the clip from the video. He looked a little lit. Mm-hmm. That was not a sober job. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? And I'm not blaming the liquor. It's not an excuse. All I'm saying mm-hmm. is how many times have we been in spaces like the other sports people have said, and some of them, won, they won drunk. They won high. They just did dumb stuff, yeah. right? Um, so anyway, but I guess my question is, is Brian, what rises up in us sometimes that when we see things that buck up against what we've been taught or what we've been conditioned to know and know as normal, what is it internally in us that responds, that allows us to respond or react in ways that does, that is, that is absent of grace? So, so I guess the answer, so I guess ask the question just to make for clarity. Is it that, are you saying that we, what are the things we could do that don't allow us to have grace or? Not, not necessarily. I'm just saying, but what is it about certain situations that allows us to look at something and be like, Mm-mm, throw them away? Or oh. this, you know what I'm knowing that we all have our internal struggles and internal battles. Yeah. Um, one is the level of self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also a thing of like, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Or I've never been in a situation like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, let's use, I don't want everything white and black, but certain people, white affluent folk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you may not get caught stealing from Walmart because mm. you never had to steal from Walmart, mm-hmm. but y'all stealing from shareholders and <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're, yeah. you're, you're doing Ponzi schemes like Bernie Madoff, right? Didn't, wasn't stealing from Walmart and he probably looked down at somebody like, oh, them niggas out there stealing from Walmart. Stealing from Walmart. I, would, mm-hmm. I would never. So he's same looking down his nose. About but on the, right, right. On the same token, he stole billions of dollars. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think it's, it's, it's one of those things of like, I'm I'm in a different place, a different space. I would never do that. But some people, like, honestly, I think with you, Josh is a perfect example. Okay. Some of niggas would never be in the position of driving around. Ever so some some people ain't even made twenty dollars in the last few weeks, let alone twenty million. Right. So some of it's <laughs> a level of like it's a level of hate. Like yeah, like I would if I had that opportunity, I would I would never do that. But you ne- you would never have the opportunity. You would never. Have you don't that. have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's it's on like you know it's just like when you know certain folks get mad at athletes for like maybe ruining their career or something like that. It's like oh if I would have been given that shot, I would have. No, you wouldn't have. You never would have given that shot. Mm-hmm. Or, or people that are like I would, would never cheat on my spouse, but you're ugly. Like no one wants you. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's lucky you had a spouse in the first place, right? It's it's, <laughs> it's those things. It's people that like they put themselves in spaces yeah. um, because they look down on somebody because they maybe they wouldn't have done that, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to your point earlier, we all they're all there's something that all of us do that may be immoral, maybe illegal, uh, maybe unethical, um, mm-hmm. may not be. None of those things just may not be in in good health, right? Like nigga eating McDonald's and like John Major said, twenty piece nugget, right? That's not a great idea. Now, you know what I'm John, saying? That's not a good idea. Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> now I'm trying. Now, I, he said, I am, I am judging that black man, <laughs> and because why with with the kind of physique that you have on mm-hmm. your cheat meal day. You mm-hmm. make a conscious decision to go to <laughs> McDonald's and get not only chicken nuggets, but 20 of their chicken nuggets. <laughs> Man, what are you going through? <sighs> anyway, go ahead. I just have to, that, that thing threw me off a little bit. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it's, it's stuff like that. It's, it's oftentimes we, we lack grace because it's something that maybe we're unfamiliar with or we probably wouldn't see ourselves in. Um, but the great thing about that is, and, and I'm in, you know, 
I'm I'm probably rambling, but I'm not rambling. I'm going to I'm going to a place. Um, we mm-hmm. grew up mad dogmatic. Okay. Right? Oh yes. yes Super yes, yes, yes. self righteous. Um. So there are moments when in my younger years when I hadn't lived yet, where I was like, "How could they do that? That's crazy." But the older I get, I realize, like I saw a post recently where it said, "Like the older I get, I realize why niggas be scamming." Like, I get it. <laughs> I, me, I get when it. I tell you when I watch BMF, I be like, I need to open up a dry cleaners to Listen, clean this, to clean this drug money that I bruh, need to make because bruh. I mean I don't, I don't not this is another side note I ain't struggling <laughs> I'm making the most money I ever made in my life right but same. my God if I could make more money and relieve some of the stress that comes with income yes. And you see how easy it is for me and them to make that money, Terry? Listen, listen. I, let me respond to the economy by being a drug dealer. Let me, that's the takeaway. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I wouldn't get caught. I, I, I'll do something different. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be like Ghost. Let me do it for some years and yeah, get and on get back out. out. Let me get Yeah, get, get, do enough to make, uh, make your money uh, legitimate. I want to be married to the game. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Do uh, enough to make your business I want legitimate. an affair with the game. I don't want to be married to the game. Uh-uh. Clean that money, get a legitimate <laughs> business, and then you get out of the game. You're and then donate it to the church. Yeah, that's it. And then you, and then you straight. But um, I know, I know a Memphis pastor who's to clean money. But go ahead. Oh, I, oh I'm sure. <laughs> I can tell you about it offline. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> get it close to God. <laughs> they want him. It was not Reverend. You would not put that on Reverend James Saunter. <laughs> he said. <laughs> Listen, he told the people to get dope out your veins and hope in your brain. You never get in there and smoke it that You want to put that on Reverend James Salter? Go ahead. <laughs> but I don't even know where I was going with that. But um, what we was going was that we're going to be meet your Terry. <laughs> we gonna Listen, we're we going to respond this. to life crises by selling drugs. But no, um, I, I, I would agree with you in the sense that there is a level of self-righteousness that comes with um, looking at certain situations because we, like you said, we'll say we've never been there, but oftentimes more 98% of the people who say that you're absolutely right will mm-hmm. never likely be in position mm-hmm. to even be in these spaces. Um, so it's, it's kind of unfathomable for them to be like what to say what you would never do. Um, right. It is one thing to say that I can't imagine myself yeah. doing a, B and C, but to yep. double down and say what you would never do. I think one of the other um, interesting things about society and people and how we kind of respond and react to certain situations, particularly mm-hmm. things that I don't want to always cast them as bad, but things that we don't agree with it that seem not normal is simply that I feel like there's sometimes some inner work that we mm-hmm. have to do yep. that rises up, that causes us to be like, Ooh, what is that? So for example, let's use the Jonathan majors and, um, their names are so similar. All these J's trip me up. Jonathan Major, Michael B. Jordan, yeah. um, the, you know, their photo and their bromance. You know, I feel like to your point, Brian, you asked the question last week, why does this make society so uncomfortable? And I think that's the thing. Like, if you see two men outside of the arm on the uh, the shoulder and stuff mm-hmm. like that, if you see them, like, if I lean, if I lean my chin on your shoulder in our next photo shoot, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? What would that mean? What would the world do? You know, what would the world, what would our audience yeah. do with that? Our audience likely would do nothing with that. But, yeah. you know, how would that circulate to other spaces, to people, you know, to have conversations about us and our, and our friendship and our relationship and things like that. So I think there's some inner work that has to happen because the, the question is, is that one, it ain't your business. Yeah. But two, why does that between those two people make you so uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And I can't answer that for you or anyone else. All I can say is that I feel like sometimes people's um, visceral reactions 
and responses to certain things is really based on some inner work that they haven't done. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's unfortunate because we, we we then begin to project or what we do, Brian, which is, ooh, thank you. What we do is begin to isolate conditions of why this is not good for these people, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. might be okay for them. Like, like, have you ever, like, for example, we see in television shows all the time when the, you know, I'm going to the, you know, the, the fathers with the daughters conversation, yeah. they protect vehemently their daughters. But then mm-hmm. their sons, you know what I'm saying? So you want to, so you want your son to slut out somebody else's daughter. Oh yeah. But you can't even allow your daughter to have a hook. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it's, so yeah. I think we've, we've, we've conditioned certain things to be okay and not okay, or certain things to be done in certain spaces, depending on the person. When, when we, we love to talk about this liberality of universal truths and universal standards, but double standards and all these other things often exist and present them ways far beyond yeah. being women, gender, sexuality, race. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It presents itself in certain situations. So if we go back to Ja as an example, we look at it as, you know what I'm saying? Because can I can I just be honest? Be honest. The nigga flash, you remember that scene in Men in Black when um they gave on the first one, they gave Will Smith the tiny gun. Yeah. That's, that's what that's what Ja did this. <laughs> it wasn't big at all. <laughs> and the way he and the way he held it and how mm-hmm. quick it was in the camera like it was really no harm no foul you know yeah. what i'm saying so and, and i'm not i'm not justifying him flashing guns in ig live what i am saying though is that in the grand scheme of things what did he really do yeah other than you know you know what i'm saying like for, yeah. if we, if we want to go for real for real for real what did he really do? There have been there have been p- words that other celebrities have said that was much worse yeah. than the gun that this nigga flashed for five seconds. Right. Um, so I just, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's layers of why people respond in certain ways. And I think part of it is because we see them a certain way or we have conditions around how certain people should react based yeah. on who they are and what they have and what they've acquired and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's silly. I, I remember uh, Paul Pierce basically was saying like he got so Paul Pierce got stabbed in the club, almost died. Mm-hmm. He said from that day forward, he carried a gun every single place where he went. So he was like, I, mm-hmm. I need it for my protection. And some people are like, well, you're rich, why don't you hire security? Like that may not necessarily do it for me in my in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm and on top of that, you 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 could control my money. I got to now pay for security. You know, what I'm like stuff like that. Um, uh, I, I just I don't know. I, I just feel like it's one of those things where. To your point earlier, I, I, was it was it really is that really a, a big deal? Where previously that wasn't even a rule until mm-hmm. the Gilbert Arena situation. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even a serious thing until Gilbert Arenas, like with the whole the guns in the locker room basketball type thing. Like so, I don't know. That's just I don't know. I don't, I don't know. If that's really on topic, but I feel like it's no. I mean, it's a, I, 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 I think it, I think it is though, right? Because I think I think context in that case kind of dictates circumstances around how we move and what we do. So like even when we look yeah. at 9-11, think about the response and the reactions, right? I am not yep. in, I am not in any way trivializing like what happened in 9-11, but the way that we responded as a nation, not just the war, oh, yeah. it completely uh-huh. changed how we navigate one of the biggest everything. public arenas, everything. Like I remember back in the day, you could go all the way to the gate and see your family fly yeah. off. Brother, yep, you can't get pa- you can't even recently. get you can't even get close to the security tape. Mm-hmm. You know the you know the little the little, the little what what they, the yeah. little belt things. You can't even that's far as you can go. If you ain't got no yep. board pass, you can't even get past unless you're you know accompanying a minor or you know something very extreme in yeah. those cases. So, uh, and you and you still gotta have like this fake boarding pass. 
for yeah, that. There's gotta, a level of security you still got to go through mm-hmm. for that. You know what I'm saying? We, we got to take our shoes off, our belts off, unless yep. you've been through a pre-screen process, which is pre-check. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to pull out your laptops and um, you can't take liquids and stuff on, you know, on the plane. Right. Actually, you got batteries. I've never wondered. I've always wondered, like, why would people randomly travel with batteries in the first place? But that's, I don't want to get into one of my rants. Um <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? But there's so many things that you can't do because of the 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 the, the con- it was the consequence of one event. And I think like yeah. your point, you're talking about give it arenas, it's like, yeah, that may have been the thing, but it didn't change the game. So yep. now that the game has been changed, you know what I'm saying? Is it really that guns in certain spaces or the flashing of one on IG was really a bad thing? Or was it the fact that this incident has shifted our perspective around firearms in certain spaces? And I think it's the latter. Because again, doing this with that little tiny thing he had, mm-hmm. and granted, had he been drunk and hit it by mistake, he could have accidentally fired it, could have shot somebody, and they could have died. It's a whole bunch of shoulda, coulda, wouldas. But yeah, just like you know, Rita Mama said, people out there saying they shoulda, coulda, wouldas all day. But, that hmm. didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it didn't happen. What well, what we have are the facts, and I think that's what happens when people respond and talk about certain things in a specific way we all we love to rest in the shoulda coulda woulda and not really examine and hold true to the facts of a particular situation and allow that to be the tent pole that we rest our judgment our perspectives our analyses on we always go to the whatever like Shaq you know gave his commentary which I disagree with you're not a Shaq, rapper. It's con- often this content is terrible. You're not this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, so we excuse rappers for showing. Yes, rappers do get a certain pass for showing guns. But the way you're saying it is that it's excusable at this point. Yeah. But says the nigga so, that was trying, trying to rap back in the day. Yeah, right, yes. Yeah, exactly. And says the nigga <laughs> who had a whole rap album. That was terrible, by the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But 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 I'm saying, but that's the thing. But that goes back to my point where I was saying, like, we've made it okay in certain contexts. And but we made it bad in another, and then the flip side of that, not only did you double standard this man, but you also used a very negative stereotype for black rappers because not all black rappers are flashing guns. But let's let's go. Can we go a step further? <laughs> There's so many layers to what you know that was bad about what he said. But go ahead. Can we go a step further? Yeah, we are in the United States of America. The right to bear arms. Right to bear arms, and the niggas, not the niggas, but you know the certain the white. peoples. They love that Second they Amendment. Love, they love until until somebody gets shot that they know. And it, so I don't hear the I don't hear the the screams of support. Like why can't why shouldn't he have a gun? So again, it's not about who has the guns. It's it's, it's not about people having the guns. It's about who has the gun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Again, rules are the rules, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but within that, like to Shaq's like to your point about Grant and Shaq, like. Like negative stereotype, negative tropes about certain entertainers, athletes, and stuff like that having firearms and stuff like that. Like it's, it's that you're actually you're buying into certain stereotypes and tropes regarding folks having it, and in certain contexts, I I don't know. I guess to me, I, I guess to ask the question, what what response should that situation warrant in your opinion? Mm. I think it or, should. Or what reaction? It's not the Josh situation in particular. Yeah, just, it, I guess two of those major topics that we that have this. this yeah. Um, so with uh, Michael B. and Jonathan Majors, I don't think it should have warranted anything. But like you said, more conversations around the need for black Af- black male affirmation and affection. Mm-hmm. That's it. I feel like yep. certain things when they happen should 
spark us to have shout out to this to this podcast greater conversation mm-hmm. i really do um i really do because i really feel like that's something that we that we don't see and we need to see more of right it should mm-hmm. never be a thing for if i every time i see you brian i can't remember the last time when i've seen you i just dapped you up i feel like it's always been a hug. oh yeah always right and not that that whole dap yeah hug thing. no it's, it's like it's a legit hug right, right like, um yeah. I remember one time my, my line brother, Brandon, I hadn't seen him in almost like after COVID. The first time I saw him after COVID, I gave Brandon uh, like an embrace, chest mm-hmm. to chest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No gaps. Um, yeah. And that's my brother. And I love him. And, and I didn't think anything of it. Uh, and we even did the little old lady rock a little bit when we did because we was just like, hey, bro, I ain't <laughs> seen you. It's been COVID, all these different types of things. Yeah. Right. Um, and but for that to have not be for that to not be normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what I'm saying? that's not normal. <laughs> or if. You know what I'm saying? We chilling and you put your arm around my, you know, around my neck and you just, you know, we standing there chilling, figuring out what our next move is. Like, I ain't like, get up off me. I'm just standing there because it's yeah. like, for whatever reason, they could decide to lean up on me, right? Like, and, 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 it's, and it's nothing, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, so I think it deserved a conversation, but it deserves a conversation around the normality, what needs to become not just heteronormative behavior, but needs to become normative behavior among men, regardless of how men present. Right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like showing love and telling my brother that you look good, bro. You handsome. I like your haircut. Um, whatever those things are, can't, they may seem uncomfortable because that's how we've been conditioned. So I think it should yeah. spark conversation around the need for that. Yeah. Right. Um, and allowing men to be free in how they express yeah. themselves just in general, to, not just to mm-hmm. emote, but to express. Um, yeah. I like, do you, I mean, I'm sure you know this, but there are still people who are hard pressed about me and getting basic manicures and pedicures today. Yeah, like I get it. They just don't, they just don't get it. And the ones who do yeah. get it, then there's another group that be like, nope, but I ain't getting no clear polish. And then the guys who get clear polish is like, <laughs> nope, but I, but, but, but I'm, but I'm, I'll get clear, but I'm not getting to jail. You know what I'm saying? And I was one of those guys. Like, I'm not getting jail, but the lady did it on me one time at jail. I mean, I tell you that that manicure lasts for about three weeks. <laughs> as opposed to that regular clear coming off after my first time washing dishes i said mm-hmm. i'm so i'm so you know what i'm saying so but right. but again it's late and i didn't do anything it's still clear it's just yeah. a little bit shiny and a little bit thicker um mm-hmm. but anyway my point is is that but why is that a problem yeah. why should that be a problem yeah. um, i'm well grown so you want these men to be free but then you don't allow them the space to have said freedom so i think it should right. have conversations that supports all these theories and with john in particular to be honest with you, bro, I, I can't really tell you what I think the response should have been. I think that there should have been a conversation about Ja, in some cases, spiraling or starting yeah. to spiral because we heard some other stories around what Ja has been yeah, doing. Yeah. So I do think, I think sometimes situations occur to bring us in. Mm-hmm. Right? We always say, you know, the Bible even says warning comes before destruction and things like that. Yeah. So I think this is the warning um, for him before he possibly... It's one of those stories of a, of one of those athletes who did some crazy stuff and can't recover from it, right? Yeah. Or, you know, he flashed a gun, but like I said, leaning into the shoulda, coulda, woulda for a minute. What if it went off and it yeah. popped somebody and they died? That man's mm-hmm. career would have been, that man's life would have been over yep. because he's tried to flex, right? So I think sometimes having the shoulda, coulda, wouldas can be used to say, hey, bro, I want you to stop and think about the future mm-hmm. actions, not yeah. as a means to continue to tear him down, right? Yeah. So I think the only thing that should be happening right now is like you said, Jalen Rose, Paul Pierce, um, where is Metal World Peace? Like all of them should be, <laughs> yeah. should, the should, should got be, trouble. yeah, who should literally be like, hey, Dennis Rodman, even though, Dennis, you know what I'm saying, should be literally surrounded and be like, hey bro, we've been here. 
And it's, it's one thing to be yourself and to be unapologetic, but it's another thing to go down the road of possibly destroying everything you've worked hard for. And that's, and that's the conversation. Get some mentors, hold them accountable. His dad did come out and say that he don't um, condone or whatever his son did, but you know what I'm saying? But have a conversation about all of them. Yeah. And, you know, that, 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 yeah. that just would have been my personal response to it all. Yeah, I agree. And like I said earlier, when I first started regarding like relationship and responsibility, I think that kind mm-hmm. of deals with community. Both of those situations, re- re- reactions, responses. The power of community, man. Community. Community is, can make or break you. It can tear you up. It can, it can, uh, it can uh, build you up. It can tear you down. And I think in both of these situations, community, the responses should be, let's rally around these black men. Mm-hmm. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you rally around this black man to support love, right? Rally around this black man to um, protect himself, protect him from himself sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, black men who are in the NBA, Ja, where are you? I'm coming to visit you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying this hasn't been done, right? But, you know, hey, Ja, I'm on my way. Let's get this thing together, Um Outside of his dad, granted, he his dad is visible. His dad is in his life, stuff like that. But sometimes, T ain't ever, T ain't played not one NBA game before. Mm-hmm. T ain't ever cashed not one NBA check before. You know what I'm saying? So T ain't never ever, been suspended from the NBA. From his son. Yeah. <laughs> so within that, like community says, like the basketball community, um, and and not on some, um, I think Shaq he ain't on hope tap. Shaq is like that. I'm the I'm the white man's best friend, like that kind of. He's that he's like the Chris Rock, like you know. Oh, I have a, a black best friend. That's Shaq. Shaq comes off as that oftentimes. Um, you know, just say yes sir, no sir, and your life would be great. Like, nigga, come mm-hmm. on, it's not like that. Um, but I feel like the community just. Uh, I, let me finish with this. I, I think in any situation, um, we all collectively. Right, especially mm-hmm. black culture, black community, um, in any type of situation, um, I feel, and and we may get, you know, people may disagree, may push back. I feel we do a certain level of we we see usually accountability in times somebody does something. Mm-hmm. I think all the time we hold ourselves to a a, a higher standard in a certain degree. I think we talked about the last week. We look at somebody black doing something wrong and be like, dang, like don't mess it up for all of us. Um, so we hold ourselves to a certain higher standard. Um, I feel like oftentimes we gonna get these jokes off, but these jokes come from a place of like, come on, brother. Like we're gonna get these memes, we're gonna get these gifts, we're gonna get these jokes off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be a thing. But ultimately, I feel like the reaction and response, um, which is weird for Ja was more popular or more positive than it was for Michael B in in uh in Jonathan Majors. But, but, which, but you is, know which, what? Is, feel, which is weird. It's weird, but Brian, I feel like it plays into that trope of the stereotypical black man. I can, the world can deal with us being gangsters, hoods, and killers, but I mm-hmm. can't really deal with you being a real loving black man. I, yeah. mean, I really feel like that's what it boils down to. It's almost like yeah. we're expected to do that. So let's give him yeah. grace. But this which right is what here. Shaq said. Yeah. <laughs> we're expected right. to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's give him grace, you know, we'll, because the, because the fact of the matter is the reason why it's so big, because we ain't stopped talking about it. Yeah. And every day something else has happened. So it went from two games to now indefinitely to now the police are investigating. All right. So mm-hmm. that's really the end of it. 
lowest of keys yeah. unless whatever this alleged investigation, you know, finds something super, super, super egregious against Ja, which I don't think that they'll find, right? So at this point, I think we've reached the worst of it. And yeah. and if we're gonna be honest, Ja's response and reaction was quietness, mm-hmm. was silence, accountability, yeah. whether his PR agent wrote it or not. Right. It was a it was a pretty solid apology. Mm-hmm. And the removal of social media. Now we can talk about that because that's the thing. He was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. Yeah. Because if he stayed on social media, then be like, why he's still on social media posting? Mm-hmm. I don't care. Then he de- well, de- I don't know if he deleted, but he de- at least deactivated all his accounts for a while. Mm-hmm. And now people are like, oh, what you running from? He he lo- he legit needs to be off social media right now. Yeah. Like sit down. He he needs to sit down. He needs to reflect. He needs to understand. Um, I re- I mean, I think he knows his power and influence, really understand the nature of said power and influence and, you know, how social media can be a great tool, but it can also be something that helps destroy. Because quite literally, out of everything that happened in that live, that is the only thing that came up. Otherwise, the blogs was just took it and may have been talking about why was he shirtless again? Why mm-hmm. I made a context. He was shirtless. The white girls talking to each other in the back. That would have been the conversation. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have been the gun. You know what I'm saying? So like, it was. It was. So social media, what you do, what you say, how you move, can definitely be changed in an instant based on you know the situation and what whatever's happening. But uh, absent of that gun, that man was just having a drunk night in the club with some white women. Yeah. And and again, it's not an excuse for him to have had it, but I do think. We have to really look at those facts. But I'm also yep. of the persuasion that what's going on now, I think, will make for a better job. Yep. I agree. Um, hopefully. If, hopefully. If, if, he, if he truly understands, like, the – even though, again, I don't feel like it was a big mm-hmm. thing. But if he understands the gravity of what, what transpired and mm-hmm. the severity of what actions, which, in my again, my opinion, minuscule, what they can actually – they can have – great effects uh, on your life. Like if he understands that, then he'll be fine. You know, um, no, look at somebody, re- you know, go ahead. What I'm gonna say? No, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. No, I, I was going to say Colorado, Colorado has been tough. Mm-hmm. To, I'm not trying to bring up somebody's past, but Kobe Bryant had a tough time in Colorado. I'm not going to go into it in greater detail, but had some issues, some legal challenges. After that, you ain't heard nothing negative about Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, for some people, all it takes is one situation. All it takes, because you don't want to be there again. I got, I mean, and we can make, we can bring that down to real life. I had a friend who got fired from a job. They were told in specific details why they were fired, why this happened. And when I tell you they've been one of the best employees at their other job, Uh because they never want to be in a position again where they lost their income. They never want to be mm-hmm. in a position again where they set themselves up. So, like you said, for some people, some people need that one kick in the, you know, in the tail. So, and um, and it's it is unfortunate that it has to happen. But think about mm-hmm. even when we raising our children. I remember yeah. my mom used to tell me all the time. Um, she told a new. She told I think she told Rashonda. Rashonda first had Jalen. Um, sometimes you sometimes you gotta let that baby. You gotta let that baby do it. And we was like, mm-hmm. what you mean? She was like, I told y'all. I, she said, I told you and, you know, me and Rashonda, there was a story, was that I told y'all, don't touch that stove. It's hot. Oh, And y'all yeah. kept going. She said, at uh-huh. one day, I just, I, she said, I didn't want to, but I let you touch it. And you, mm-hmm. you, you burned your little hand. And then, you know, I checked to see if it was any damage. It wasn't no real damage. And you never went back yep. <laughs> to that stove, right? So I think for some, I think what, what, what I was going to ask you, isn't it a scripture that talks about the little foxes? 
mm-hmm. that destroys, right? So it ain't the big wolves. It ain't sometimes all the huge stuff that we think it is. It's the little bitty things. And this is not, this is not, you know, a double entendre about this gun being so tiny. <laughs> but 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 it, but sometimes it's the small, what we see as the smaller minute things, they add yep. up. Yep. And I think we talked about for Ja in particular, there were other things for Michael B. Jordan and for Jonathan Majors. They've you know, both of them have history of bucking up against what we would call traditional masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it ain't the first time John, you know Michael B. Jordan has posed um, in a way that people didn't agree with. The same because and right before this, Majors was in the news about his his photo shoot with Ebony, which I thought was absolutely yeah. phenomenal. The man mm-hmm. bodied that joint. Um, so you know what I'm saying? So like it's it's not new. It was it's the small, even though they're not in trouble, but it was the small foxes that yeah. led to this bigger conversation. Um yeah. or whatever. So I don't know, man. I think overall, we as a people, as a culture, we're never going to agree. We say it all the time, we're yep. not a monolith. But I do think we have to get to a place, or at least attempt to get to a place of understanding, accepting, acknowledging um yep. that one people are gonna mess up. Yep. Right. Two. Even because I want to clarify this, Majors and Jordan was not a mess up. But mm-hmm. people, so on one end, people are going to mess up. But on the other end, people are not going to always um, live up to your expectations mm-hmm. of what you think they should be. And three, when those things happen, we have to, one, show grace or at least be mature enough to be like, you know what? It ain't for me, but I get it. Because I still yeah. believe no matter how many conversations we have about male affection and affirmation bro there are going to mm-hmm. be some men and women who are going to be like still no still hard no yep right and it's and and that's okay but do we demonize and trivialize them because that's their choice and i think that's the difference yeah that's the difference in the response and the reaction like so for example let's go i get manicures and pedicures i told you on my hands i've gotten the jail you know the jail manicure i'm not at the space where i want black nails or blue mm-hmm. or pink or any other color for that matter Right. I got I got a friend though who is a hetero I mean cisgendered Brian heterosexual mm-hmm. male. I yeah. know these things to be true. That brother gets full color designs on his nails every week. It's mm. just what he does. Yeah. And his his active girlfriend and all that other kind of stuff has no problems with him how he presents and what he does, right? Um and I think that's okay. It ain't for, but I don't demonize him for that. Like, for one, it ain't my business, but two, it's like, okay, like, I just don't want it. And maybe I can have a deeper, you know, look inside myself and be like, well, why wouldn't you ever do it? Well, one, because I just don't want to. But at the same time, it doesn't make him wrong, right? It doesn't make me say that that's any less, quote unquote, masculine. It doesn't change my expectations of, because I don't really have any expectations of him, to be honest. But even if I did, it didn't, it wouldn't change any of that for me. It's just another brother who happens to like his nails painted a specific color, mm-hmm. right? And that's that on that. So I think, like I said, for me, how I would wrap this up is that people are going to mess up. And for those who don't mess up, but you disagree with, they're not going to meet your expectations. But I think the common denominator and all that is that, one, we have to give them grace. And then, two, we have to be okay. We have to be so okay with difference that we don't trivialize it. Mm. And that's that on that. For me. I agree. I agree. For yeah, me. I agree. Uh, acknowledgement. Uh, Accountability and, accept- and action. That's something. Anytime any situation is acknowledgement, and that could be the individual or the community. Acknowledge what the situation is. Like uh, acknowledge, you know, that maybe my thinking is limited. Acknowledge that maybe my I haven't done the work needed to understand what's going on. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then on top of that, uh, hold myself or others accountable, right, for mm-hmm. what we've done. And then Ooh. action, mm-hmm. right? Action, what am I going to do about it? Do something. If 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 I've mm-hmm. acknowledged that I need to do some more work, if I um, hold myself accountable, then what is my action? My action is going to be mm-hmm. let me, you know, maybe do some research. Let me do some growth here. Let me have some conversations, be open-minded. And then also to other people, like I'm going to acknowledge like, hey, this is what's going on in your life. Again, if we have relationship and all that kind of stuff, we have responsibility. I'm going to hold you accountable. Say, hey, brother, you know, let's make sure we don't do that again. What's the action? The action going mm-hmm. forward is we're going to do this and I'm going to be there with you by your sp- side to support you in this endeavor because we don't want this ever to happen again. 100%. And that's, I love that it. you said with accountability, it isn't just... See, people love to throw that word out there, but accountability mm-hmm. isn't just for the quote-unquote offender, right? Yeah. The response of accountability is also for myself. Yeah. How am I holding me accountable? And I love that mm-hmm. you pointed that out. Like, how can I be a better... How can I rise up as a better human? How can yep. I rise up, you know what I'm saying, as a more um, tactful person we know when faced with certain situations, I think that that's a loaded thing within itself as well um, that we don't deal with often enough. But um, you you definitely hit the nail on the head there. Um, any other things you want to add to this conversation, bro? As we really think through and talk about the ways in which we respond and react to stuff that's happening around us every day. Um, no, uh, again, uh, um, acknowledgement, accountability, action, uh, community is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, find that community. Live within that community, embrace that community, uh, a community that wants you to grow, wants you to succeed, wants you to, you know, live in your purpose, your passion and fulfill your purpose, whatever that is in life. Uh, embrace that um, community will always be the <laughs> the underlying thing on the I believe on this show is community and what that looks like, how to grow it, because uh, we all want to win. We all want to win. We all want to succeed. We all want to be happy. We all deserve to be happy. We all want mm-hmm. life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, all that kind of great stuff. Um, but that's going to come with community. Uh, I believe we can change the world if we do it together. So let's let's do it. We can change the world, just you and me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, Unstood and Accepted, Brian, you ready to tap on over to the next segment and talk about some pockets of joy? Let's do it. Let's do it. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. Couldn't. All right, we're here in a segment called Pockets of Joy, formerly called Black Person Self Care. Well, this segment, what we do is we talk about the things that we're doing, currently doing, or planning on doing uh, to intentionally bring us joy. Josh, you know, something you're doing, you've done, or planning on doing to bring you joy this week. Oh. Man, so um, so I told y'all about the photo shoot. I did it, and um, it went it. really, really, really well. I'm going to mm-hmm. show you, Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna send it to you because mm-hmm. I don't because it's a preview preview shots. I, you know, uh, Brandon had me in my um, he had me in my he had me in my in my model bag. Mm-hmm. And I was doing like these GQS poses and stuff. That's like I don't know if I got that much balance, man of God. Um, <laughs> but I just I just sent you that coming through. But yeah, so like, um, so I got this haircut on Monday, and I wasn't even planning on getting a haircut. So I got a haircut. So I kind of want to be outside, but you, but you know I'm inside um, right now. So, but um, what I will say is that oh, I'm going to boot camp. That brings me joy. Um, so, and I haven't been like three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm going to boot camp and do that. And then one of my Morehouse brothers is just launched his personal training career and he's doing some kind of event at a gym at five o'clock on Saturday. So I'm going to work out twice on Saturday to support him. Um, but you know, working out brings me joy, but that's what I'm going to do, bro. Um, yeah. How about you? Look like you're about to drop an album. Uh, you know, it's, it's giving R and B. Um, shouts out to the photographer. I don't know. I might, he might be a, uh, he might be a bless up next week. I have to do a bless up next week. I have to do a bless up next week. Because uh, we, I've worked with them previously. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, great, great stuff. Um, I've got a pedicure recently. Okay. This um, And pedicures are my thing. I love pedicures. Mm. It's a, that is indeed self-care. It yes. is. And I, it was a walk into. I didn't have no appointment. I was just like, I want to do um, I need to, I, I deserve a pedicure today. Let's go do that. So I did that. Um, I set up a haircut appointment this Friday. And mind you, I have been just living life. You know, I hadn't um, <laughs> hadn't done anything. Uh, so uh, I'm getting a haircut, trying to get back to my, my normal self. And that's it. So I, that's pretty much it on that uh, self-care or pockets of joy. My God. Well, self-care yep. is joy. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Okay, I love that. So, Rodney Jenkins brought us something or no? Uh, let's see. We we got something in the, in the in the mailbox. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, good people. We are here at the post office box, and Rodney Jenkins did what he always does, and bring us our letter on time. But before we get into that, we want to let you know that you too can be featured on the Jigsaw podcast by writing in to askthejigsaw at gmail.com. That is A-S-K, thejigsaw at gmail.com. We'll do a few things. We will possibly read your letter out loud if it aligns with us. We will then give you a pseudonym because we respect your privacy and your pronouns. And then we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So, well, Brian, with that being Say understood and accepted. Um, hold on, Brian. With that being said, understood and accepted, what is it that they want, and who do we have? We have pronouns she, her. Mm. Should we go real, real black again since we're in, you know, since Black History Month has ended? Of course, it's it's Women's Appreciation Month, sure, uh, and all the things, sure. Um. You know what? This is a black woman icon, Hazel Bivens. Okay. You know who that is? I do not. If you can go to Bella Noche's. Hazel London. That's her name. Hazel London. Hazel London. There she is. Not Who is Bivens? Michael Bivens. Hazel London. Go ahead. Hazel Bivens. Hazel London. (laughs) Hazel London reads, Brian and Josh love the show and love y'all. I heard y'all talk about Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors on the show last week and how Mm -hmm. people are viewing masculinity. Okay. I want to ask y'all, would you pose in that way? If so, <laughs> if so, or if not, why? I personally love the photo shoot and their bromance, but I wanted to hear directly from y'all if it was something you would do. Can't wait to link up with y'all at a live event. Y'all keep alluding to. Oh, so I'm going to read that again because I just felt like that wasn't clear. Uh, can't wait to link up with y'all at a live event that y'all keep alluding to. And yes, that was Shade, LOL. Hazel, London. Um First you want to take this first or me? First of all, Hazel, we allude to it if we want to allude to. Uh, 
And when the ticket <laughs> drops, you just make sure you be the one of the first ones to buy one, Hazel. Right. Because if you can't party with the Casa Negros, then what can you do? Um, but right. no, seriously, appreciate that love. Um, maybe you were prophetic and knowing that we were going to kind of address this in a way. Would I pose? Um, I don't know that I, I don't know that I wouldn't. Let me answer it that way. Um, I think my natural response probably would not be to put my chin on Brian's shoulder. Um, <laughs> but I also feel like given the understanding how that photo came about, if he, for example, we all know that Brian lost his grandmother last year. Mm-hmm. And if he was, we were, you know, randomly talking about that at a photo shoot and I embraced him and they caught it. Then absolutely, because that, from what I understand, that was context around some of that. They were having a conversation, um, majors embraced Jordan, and they got caught on camera. And they probably was like, ooh, let's roll with that, keep posing. Then if that was the natural progression of the photo, absolutely. Um, but for me to say that I just wouldn't do it, I can't say that I wouldn't do it, because again, that's my brother. I love him. I just right. don't know that it would be my natural inclination to pose in that way. And, right. and, that's, and, that's, and that's the most honest thing that I can say. But I wouldn't tell you that I wouldn't do it because it's possible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let me look at the post again. <laughs> Brian said, let me, let me check out the material before I answer. Um, because context, um, I grew up in a very, so my, talking about my grandma passing away. Mm-hmm. So my grandma wasn't the most affectionate person when my mom was mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom made it a mention mission that is um for us to be super affectionate and verbally expressive mm-hmm. um so if y'all know me i'm easily gonna be like i love you you know what i'm saying um i'm i'm a, i'm, a, I'm open this doesn't i don't think this this doesn't look bad to me this is this looks like you hugging somebody from the back and yeah i think I, that was yeah, part I, of the that was part of the quote-unquote beef that this was the beef. I, I that it was from yeah. the back. It was a from the back hood. Y'all, y'all are silly. I would do this. Like I like when I and there's pictures of me with my younger brother, and I'm literally on his shoulder, mm-hmm. like that. And and, um, and that's no. Go ahead. I I kiss my brother, older brother, on the cheek. Mm-hmm. I kiss my younger brother on the forehead. I kiss all my nephews on their forehead to this day. Um, we all hug each other. We all tell each other we love each other. So to me, this is this is normal to me and my family. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? So I and and y'all also know me. For those that do know me, if I'm your friend, like I'm your friend, yeah. Like I am hide a body for you, friend. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's me. So um, on top of that, those that know me know I have no. I'm not that guy that's like. Um, and granted, this is maturity. Mm-hmm. At one point, I can't say that I was that, but now I'm not even on some like like that's gay stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't exist. I'm so yeah. secure in my sexuality and my manhood and all that kind of yeah. stuff. We're going to talk about that. I don't even be thinking like oh, like stuff that I do, mm-hmm. or it can be considered consistently gay. You know saying, saying no homo and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not that yeah, yeah. anymore either. At, yeah. at this point, like people that know me know, like I'm, you know, it is what it is. Um, so that to me. I would I would hug my brother like that. Um, we had a picture kind of similar to that. We weren't as close when we had the one where we were on each other's shoulders when we did the photo shoot. Oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like no, you I would do that you. with your son. You know what I'm saying? It, like you would I, do that, you would do that with your son. Absolutely, and and that's what I'm saying. Like like to answer <laughs> your question directly, all I'm saying to you is that 
depending on like the photo shoot or whatever, I can't say that if we were standing beside each other, I'm going to just rap. But I would tell I said, but if the photographer was like, man, y'all act like y'all love each other, I could very well do, you know what I'm saying? It would, it, that might be the response to that prompt. You know what I'm saying? So when I say my natural inclination, I think if me and Brian were posing for a picture, we'd probably stand beside each other and pose or somebody seated but, or somebody something. But at the same time, right. if we were just legit in our own element, loving on each other, and they was like, man, act like y'all love. I think Carlos told us that one time, like, act like y'all love each other. And that's how the arm yeah. around, to your point, that's exactly how it happened. Carlos was like, yeah. like and when I put my arm around Brian, it's a picture of us like laughing with each other, right? Yeah. So again, it might not have came first. When I say natural inclination, it wasn't yeah. top of mind, but it also wasn't something that I ran to. But here's the, here's the gag. When I was told to love on my brother, the first thing I did was wrap my arm around. Mm-hmm. That came top of mind. So to answer your question, yes, I would pose like that. Um, yeah, yeah um, I would do that. In, in short, I think that's in short. Is there context around maybe how it would end up happening? Sure. Yeah. But I would definitely pose. It wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me. Right. And it's it is wild because like if you're sitting down, this is in this. Let's get rid of the cameras. Mm-hmm. If if you're in a restaurant, you're sitting down, and I walk up behind you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't want y'all to see me. I'm gonna hug you from the back. Like it's. You know what I'm saying? Over your shoulder, just like this picture. Like to me, it's 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 to me it's silly. Maybe because again, context and history and all that kind of stuff. To history me, and, all that, and, and yeah. what I'm not gonna do, I don't. Let me let me not call the kettle black. I'm not gonna judge anybody for being uncomfortable with that because I I don't know your upbringing. I don't know you know what you work you need to do. So I'm gonna acknowledge that mm-hmm. I feel like it should be normalized. I'm gonna you know. Give some accountability there. Like we need to understand that we are all humans. God created us. Um, if if anybody needs each other, black, but we need each other more than ever. And what is the action? The action is at some point we're gonna have a conversation, maybe in depth with some other brothers about why um, uh, black masculinity and why um, black affection is needed, and and affirmation from our other brothers is needed um, in, in 2023. So that's that's what my response will be. Beautiful response. Beautiful gals, Brian. Beautiful game. <laughs> um, so I hope that answers your question, Hazel. And we're gonna allude to it again. We're gonna hang out with y'all for real, for real in the future. We are. We, we had a meeting before this recording with our team. Mm-hmm. And got some things that we're planning and thinking through and trying to figure out our approach to it all. So just be on the lookout. That's all I can tell you. Is be on the lookout. Cause when it drops, it's gonna drop. And mm-hmm. don't you be the one outside of the club complaining when you can't even get in. So, um, <laughs> so, Brian, you want to move to a greater conversation? I got something I want uh, to get off my chest just a little bit. Okay. I got something, too, but it might be a little more happy. But I got you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bruh, let me talk. Let me talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking around for this amazing episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. We oh, yes. do appreciate you. Um, this is the second one we call a greater conversation where we get some things mm-hmm. off of our chest. I say it all the time. Tomorrow is not promised. Cuss them folks out today because most likely they deserve it. Okay. Um, so, Josh, is there anything you want to get off your chest? Um, yes. Yeah, so mine is trivial as well. I want to talk to you blacks. Mm-hmm. You know, every year during Thanksgiving, y'all be like, Throw that food away. <laughs> Throw that food away. And I get it what you're saying, right? So most people start cooking, at least in my house. We don't really start cooking for real, for real until Wednesday night. Um, Thanksgiving is Thursday. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma may have baked a cake Tuesday, but like food, food, mm-hmm. ain't really getting cooked till Wednesday. Um, and we up real late Wednesday cooking. So and we'll eat it and see Thursday, Friday. And y'all be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. By Sunday, y'all be like, throw that food away. It's bad, it's gone. Right? That's four mm-hmm. days of yep. eating the same food. Five days has been prepared, possibly. Four days that has been cooked. And that's not even mm-hmm. counting the families who don't cook. Four days has been eaten, five days has been prepared. Right. That's not counting the families that actually wake up early Thursday morning and cook, because that happens too in some houses. Okay. I don't know how y'all do all that in one day, <laughs> but it happens in some houses, right? Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up outside of that is because, you know, I'm into fitness. Mm-hmm. And some of you same blacks who talk about that are you same blacks who meal prep every Sunday evening oh, and yeah. eat food until Friday. Mm-hmm. And if my math maths correctly, mm-hmm. you cook it Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you eat it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's six days of yeah. food being prepared and five days of eating the same thing or some variation of the same thing. Mm-hmm. What's the difference, black people? <laughs> why are we so why are we why are we so gung ho about throwing away the the macaroni and the turkey and the greens and we judging people and talking about how we and we even giving stats about how nasty it is and you're letting that food just simmer but you didn't you eating this same piece of rice pilaf black beans mm-hmm. and dry chicken titty for five days <laughs> and you cooked it the day before or right. and you cooked it Sunday night. Agreed. I just want you to know the same level of whatever disease that's going to be in that Thanksgiving food is the same thing hitting your body from that meal prep. Lee, these folks know. If you can meal prep for three weeks at a time, I can eat my Thanksgiving dinner Sunday. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I cooked it Thursday to Sunday. You talking about Friday, Sunday to Friday. That's mm. a bigger gap. If I right. do my, I don't arithmetic that well and that often, but when I do arithmetic, I think I understand that that's a smaller window, Brian. So I just, I just mm-hmm. want to throw that out there. Y'all see, and that's the other thing, responses and reactions. You Negroes and Niglets, y'all love to categorize certain things and make some right and some wrong when mm-hmm. you're doing the same thing in other spaces. Okay. I'm throwing it to you, Brian. All right. This is a greater conversation. It's, it's, it's flowers, but also. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm looking at the camera for this one. Okay. This is one, when we're recording, this is Women's Appreciation Day. Oh, it International is. Women's Day. It is. Uh, it is Women's History or Appreciation Month. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to appreciate Erica Abbey Wright, okay. better known as Erica Badu. Okay. okay. <laughs> my favorite female artist of all time. Okay. My favorite, if I had, I think it we said Julie it before. From Philly? I said it before. It ain't interesting. <laughs> <laughs> If I were to have to listen to one my son catalog of a woman, has come. right? Of course, Music Soul Child's gonna get my number one catalog, and mm-hmm. John Pekee may get the gospel catalog, but Erica Badu will get the catalog. If I had to pull one catalog and and listen to that one catalog forever, mm-hmm. Erica Badu. She could rap, she could sing, she is absolutely amazing. Uh, Mama's Gun might be one of the greatest R&B albums of all time. Um, had so many great songs in there, mm-hmm. but let me tell you a couple of dates, okay? Okay, a couple of dates. Baduism, hmm. Baduism, nineteen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Mama's Gun, two thousand. Mm-hmm. Worldwide Underground, two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. New America Part One, two thousand and eight. New America Part Two, two thousand and ten. Live album, nineteen ninety seven. 
Mixtape 2015. It's time. Miss Badu. It is time. <laughs> Man, I got um, Listen, it's time. Um, so I don't know what you what you working on or what you waiting for, mm-hmm. but um, stop cutting and burning them panties and give the man of God an album. We don't need we, no more incense. We don't want. <laughs> I, I, I do want a candle, woman of God. I want a candle. I want some incense. I want all the things. I'd rather you. Okay, go ahead. This is your greatest. But goal. I want an. I want an album. So I'm looking at the screen right now, and yes. I'm saying, Miss Badu. You know, DJ Apple as they used to call you. We used to rap. Badu, do you? Dallas is. Most wanted, finest in the world. Did she you have a, you don't a video age. when she walked through there naked? Help me, Holy Ghost. Was that window seat? Uh, I, don't, I think so. Okay, but oh, thank God for the window seat. <laughs> um, neither here nor there. Uh-huh. Woman of God, we need an album. Yeah, and we need it soon. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm. I'm not. I don't care about anybody else giving us an album, but you need to give us an album. I've seen you on tour on stage at least five times. The most seen artist I've ever seen before, and I and so I need I need this album. So please, Miss Badu, I'm begging, pleading, please give us a new album in the near future, not a mixtape, an album. I will see you on tour. Preferably, you'll be on this podcast one day. Thank you in advance. That's my greatest conversation. So I, what I want y'all to do, all the jigsaw, all, all the puzzle pieces, go on her on her mentions and just put in puzzle pieces and please ask for an album just for me. I just want a new album. I think the world would be a better place with a new Erica Badu album. Um, and I'm about to go buy some more of the vinyl, uh, her old albums, like a final vinyl as we speak. So thank you for this time, this opportunity, uh, for this greater conversation. That's it. All I know is I wanted you. I really hope you look my way. Song is so messy. Ain't it? But it's so good. It's so good. So good. See, we need the. That's what the world needs, Miss Badu. We need. We that. need you. Mm-hmm. And don't we wait till next you. lifetime to get it to us either. You do right, it. We need you life. now. <laughs> I need. We need you now. No smoking Norfolk. <laughs> right. You changed the lives. I've seen what you've done to Andre the Thousand and, and DOC and Cos. You've changed the world. Woman Listen. of God. Once she was Jay Electronica, that man ain't she been was. The same thing. That's why he took so long for him to put that out. <laughs> Listen, he ain't brought the album out since. It's, it's her fault. All he did was that one feature for Chance, and he went back and hide. <laughs> She's the greatest rapper alive. Miss we need you. We need you. That's it. I'm. 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 I might every week. I'm a bride petition. I'm. I'm a beg and plead. (laughs) So begging and plead. No brandy. I could be a rapper. You see all these things coming to my head. All right. (laughs) With that being said, understood and accepted. Uh, This has been another episode of your favorite podcast, the GXR Podcast, and we want to take this time to thank you. Thank doing you. All that you do to support us, to keep us going, to keep us in carriage. Um, we would not be able to do this without you. So we really appreciate all that you do with your shares, your likes, your mentions, your ratings, all the things, all the things really help us to keep going and to keep pushing in the days that, ah, whoo, glory to God. In the days that we don't even feel like yeah. pushing no more, we keep on pushing. Because what am I supposed to do? When I want you in my world. I don't even know how that makes sense. Mm. But listen, <laughs> that's how we feel about y'all. We y'all are our friends, y'all are our family, and we love you and we appreciate you. 
All right. Uh, again, thank you for all the puzzle pieces. We'd be great without you, but we're greater with you. Oh, yes. uh, follow us at the Jigsaw Podcast. Follow Josh Zion, Josh Rogers, me at I am Brian here on the social medias. Um, please continue to engage on our social media platforms. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Jasmine for all the things that you do. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, DM us. Let us know what you think. Uh, rate us five stars or nothing at all. Leave us comments. If there's somebody you want on the show, go on in their mentions and just be like, hey, on their comments and say, hey, y'all should be on the Jigsaw podcast. Uh, if you have any episode ideas, send it to us as well. We will think about it. And if we think it's a great idea, we'll we'll do it. We've done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Before we head out the door, Josh, let the people know what they need to do. Just because I ain't did it in a while. Keep smiling. <laughs> Keep shining. No, this is for all the women out there. No, and you can always <laughs> count on us. That's me and Brian. For sure. <laughs> yeah. That's what friends are for. This is to celebrate y'all in good times mm-hmm. and bad times. We'll support black women forevermore. <laughs> Ooh, that's what. Friends, uh, shout out the Warwick and friends for. All right, y'all. See y'all next week. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Peace.